Good morning, Epic. Glad you're here. Welcome to Epic Church. And if you're new to us, we're about to, you are about to be wowed by our new choir. And they do not want to sing. So just so you know, this is our mission teams that are just about to head to Costa Rica and Guatemala. And we wanted to bring them up on stage so you know who they are. You can be praying for them. Our Costa Rica team is going to leave next Saturday. And they're going to head down and they're going to be serving some very at-risk children in San Jose. So be in prayer for them as they are doing that. Then our Guatemala team is going to leave the following Saturday on the 21st. They're going to go down to Guatemala, build some homes for homeless families, and work with some at-risk children as well in some village communities as well as a local hospital. So we ask that you pray for them over the next few weeks. For, for many of our team members here, this is our first mission trip, and some of them aren't even worried about like, what they're going to do there. They're like freaked out about the plane ride. So they're, they're hoping they survive the plane ride. And then others of us are worried about the food we're going to eat and the water we're going to drink and making sure we eat the right stuff and drink the right stuff so we're not in the bathroom the whole time while everybody else is out working. So be in prayer for our teams as we go. Pray for safety as they head down. Pray for an impact that's made in the lives of the people that we're going to be serving. And pray for an impact that's made in our lives as we go. Mission trips are an incredible opportunity for us to be transformed from the inside out and come home very different. And that's what this team is praying about. A number of them have gone on other trips. Some, again, are first-timers on mission trips. It's something we want everybody connected with our church family to do at some point on your journey with our churches, to step outside of the United States and go serve the world. And you'll come home different. So I've asked Rich Carr, one of our elders, who's going to come up and he's going to pray for this team as they go. So Rich, would you pray for us? Boy, what a motley looking crew. <laughs> well, I don't know. But uh, I know each one of your hearts is stretched out for the, for the people that you're going to be visiting and so forth. And it, uh, it's, it's fantastic to me to see this group. That, you know, this church is only... Going on two years old, is that? Coming up on three years old. <laughs> but to have a group like this that are committed and going to another country to take the love of Christ to them is amazing. And so it uh, thrills my heart to see them go. And uh, when you step out of your comfort zone into a, another whole world, they do things different. Uh, it's amazing, but it's also amazing how you see God work and how he takes care of every little thing that you need taken care of. So let's pray. Pray for them. And, I, you know, we pray this morning. We are continue to pray as they're gone till they get back and just ask the Lord to bless them. Father, we thank you for this, this time. Yeah, it's a great time for our church when we... Uh, you have to excuse me a little bit. I get emotional on these things. But, uh, Lord, it's a, it's a great thing for these people to go out, uh, to leave, leave uh, the United States, which has been a perfect home. Uh, freedoms that we have here, they don't have in other countries. And uh, 
So, Lord, we pray that as they go, they will be filled with uh, the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit would guide them, would protect them, and will uh, help them do their job and the duties that they have to do. And sometimes it always don't, don't work out just like we planned it. But you have other ideas of how you want it worked out. So help them to be flexible. Help them to be rare and willing to take on each responsibility that they have been given with enthusiasm, excitement. I pray that you protect them. Protect them in the airplane and as they land and as they work. I pray that you protect them and keep them in your will. And I pray that you would keep them from getting any kind of sickness. But you would just watch over them. And, and Lord, we, uh, we pray that there be uh, just a great... Uh, a great time working with the little kids, building the houses, and whatever needs to be done. We pray that you would bless them and help them be the uh, uh, help them to be the people that you want down there. We thank you now, and uh, Lord, we also thank thank the people who have given couldn't go, but they could give some money to help these that are going. That said, I will go. Uh, we thank you for those who, who do that. We thank you now in Jesus' name. Amen. Well, thanks, Rich, and thanks, teams. Would you uh, give them a, a round as they are dismissed? You guys can go ahead and, and find your seats. Thanks. Uh, we're excited about our trips. This will be our um, second year going back to Costa Rica, our third year going back to Guatemala, and just excited to continue our partnership down there with the churches that we're working with and the impact that we're able to make. Now, a quick announcement before we move on into our new series that we're going to start today. Today is my wife's birthday. So, yeah, so July 8th and 19th. I'm not going to tell you what year she was born because I value my life. But today is my wife's birthday. So if you know my wife and you see her, her out and about, she's not in the room, is she? Anywhere? Is she? So There she is. Hey, I thought she was out. She's here. There's my wife, Tam. She just said she's 22 again. So happy birthday, Tammy. You get to see her. Wish her a happy birthday. All right, today we are diving into a new series called Basic. And in this series, we're going to explore some of the fundamental truths that we need to understand when it comes to walking in a relationship with God and becoming more like Jesus. That's a goal that God has for all Christ followers. If you're a Christ follower, God wants you to become more like Jesus. Now, for some of you, this is going to be a reminder, a good reminder of some information you already know. And for others of you, this is going to be new information that you're going to be learning to apply to your life. Throughout this series, we're going to watch a short teaching video, uh, anywhere from 12 to 15 minutes, something like that. And then we're going to unpack that teaching video uh, each week together. We actually started this series last summer when we started the first four videos in this series and we looked at topics like, what does it mean to truly fear God? What does it look like for us as Christ followers to follow Jesus as Jesus leads ahead of us? What's the role of the Holy Spirit in our lives? And what does it look like for the church really to gather around each other and be the church? 
That's what we looked at last summer. And then since last summer, they added three new videos to this series. And so that's what we'll be doing over the next few weeks together. Now, each video is taught by a guy by the name of Francis Chan. If you are not familiar with him, this is a a picture of him. He's a pastor out in California. He's also an author. He's written books like Crazy Love and Forgotten God and several other books. Great books to add to your reading list if you're looking for a good Christian book to add to, to the stuff that you're reading. Now, this next picture, you can tell that Francis and I share a really cool haircut. (laughs) And in that moment, I was giving him an autograph. I was signing his book for him. So anyway, I'm going to play his stunt double in this video because sometimes he talks with his hands and sometimes that gets a little dangerous. So every once in a while in a video, you look close. It's actually me there, not him. Okay, so it's not. Bad joke. Died up here with me, but... So as this video is playing, there are going to be some dramatic elements as well. It'll go from pictures of Francis talking, and then it'll it'll go into a dramatic element where you'll see today four people walking on a journey together. And three of those people represent followers of Jesus. As we watched the videos last summer, we watched each of those individual people come to follow Jesus. So and on this video and the rest of the videos that we're going to watch in this series, there's this group that's following Jesus. And one of the characters is the Jesus character. He, he'll be the guy with the beard uh, carrying the steamer trunk on his back. So just know that's the elements that you'll be looking at today. And the dramatic elements do tell a story. They do enhance the teaching. There, there, there are some elements there that's being uh, communicated just through those creative uh, ways. But don't get lost in that. Don't get lost in trying to figure all that out. Just know that it's an element that's being communicated as the teaching video unfolds. Now, today, I've broken this video down into three sections. So what we're going to do is we're going to watch a short segment. We're going to talk about that, watch a segment, talk about it, and do that one more time. So let's pray real quick, and then we'll dive into our first video clip. So God, I thank you for the basics of Christianity. I thank you that you've given that to us, that we can know basics and we can stay focused on those basics as we grow in our relationship with you. So Lord, I pray that you would teach us about the basic fundamental truth of teaching today. In Jesus' name, amen. All right, we're going to pause that first clip there and, and talk about that just for a moment. But in that segment, Francis referenced 1 Peter 2, 2, which says, like newborn babies, you must crave pure spiritual milk so that you will grow into a full experience of salvation. Cry out for this nourishment now that you have had a taste of the Lord's kindness. So as Christ followers, we should crave the spiritual nourishment that comes from the Bible. Now, I don't know what your experience has been with the Bible. I don't know where you are in your journey with God or, or an experience um, that you've had re- religiously in your own life. But in my life, my interaction with the Bible, it's not been an easy journey for me to learn the Bible. As I started studying the Bible, I felt like it was a big book. It was confusing, overwhelming. Sometimes I'd open it and, and felt like it was a little bit boring. And it's funny, you know, in my role now as a pastor, as I talk to people, I hear that stuff echoed back to me often. Sometimes people go, wow, it's a big, confusing book. I'm not sure where to begin. Every once in a while, I'll say, you know what? Sometimes it just feels dry. I don't know what to do with it. You know, as I was growing in my 
uh, time in learning the Bible, sometimes I went through the season where I would do this thing I call Bible roulette, just kind of flip it open and you know, put my finger down, OK, I'm going to read that. And then I'd read it and go, well, what does that mean? And God, what are you saying with that? I don't understand that. Hopefully, I'd land on something that made some sense. But many times, I'd land on something that was just confusing. And so thus, my, my interpretation or perspective of the Bible at the time was, yeah, it's a little overwhelming, a little confusing, sometimes a little boring. Um, imagine trying to read any book like that and try to understand what's going on in the book. I'm just going to open it up and point and figure out what's going on there. Not a great plan for reading uh, any book that we have. So what I did as I was learning to, to grow in understanding the Bible was to develop a reading plan. When we have a plan for reading the Bible, we get much more out of the Bible than if we just kind of open up and, and look for something that God's going to speak. God does work that way. But I think God wants us to have a plan as we come to his words captured in print for us. Now, if you are new to the Bible and, and you're, you know, maybe one sitting next to you, you're holding one in your hand, and you're like, ah, where do I start? This is a confusing thing. Do you start at the beginning? Well, that could be confusing. Not sure exactly where to begin. Here's a place that I often recommend people to start, and that, that is the book of John. In our paperback Bibles, it's found on page 809. The book of John is a great place for a new person to start getting acquainted with the Bible. And here's what's going to happen when you read the, the book of John. You're going to meet Jesus. The most important person you could ever meet in your life is Jesus. God in the flesh. And you're going to watch God in the flesh do this amazing thing of redeeming the world in a right relationship to God. So a bunch of people, all of us, the Bible says, walked away from God. And God in the flesh, Jesus, came to die so we could be restored to a right relationship with God. And you'll watch that unfold in the book of John. You can also follow along with our Bible reading plan that we post on our website each week connected to what we're teaching on Sunday. So we have Bible verses there. We have prayer suggestions. We have uh, questions to, to help you dig a little deeper in what we're studying on Sundays. You go to our website at theepicchurch.com and look under our resources tab and you can find a spiritual growth challenge with the day's date of the Sunday that we're talking. And you'll find a little bit more to help you dig a little deeper as well. Under our resources tab, there's articles there about how the Bible was put together, how to study the Bible. There's great suggestions on there to help you begin to develop your own plan. Now, one of the things that Francis said in that clip was that we didn't have the privilege, like Jesus' disciples did, of walking with Jesus and talking with him. And I don't know if you've ever had that experience in your life. There's moments I'm like, man, if I just could have walked with Jesus. I mean, like, how cool would that have been? But here's something that we have that Jesus' disciples didn't have. We have God's thoughts captured in a completed work. They didn't have that. They had the Old Testament part of the Bible, which is part of the Bible written before the life of Jesus, but they did not have the New Testament books captured yet. A few of Jesus' followers were writing those books in those years after his death, burial, and resurrection, but we have the completed thoughts captured in print for us. So if you want to know what God wants you to do, here's a place to turn. This is where God communicates to us on a regular basis. This is what I want you to do. This is what I want you to know. This is what I want you to learn. This is who I want you to become. It's what the Bible is for us, a truth source that we should all never get away from. We should become lifelong students of this book 
and take this book seriously. If you think about the reality, these words were written thousands of years ago and are still applicable to our lives every day. I mean, I read it on a regular basis and I can't get enough of it. As I continue to read, I, I think, wow, how did you know you were gonna write to me thousands of years ago when I opened this book and I find myself in it? Or I find a situation that I'm in, in it. And I find where God says, here's what I want you to do. Here's the direction I want you to go in this book. It guides all of us. And we need to be lifelong students of it. No matter whether we are well familiar with it or not, we need to determine, I'm gonna study the Bible all of my life. Now, as I read the Bible and the more I continue to to learn about it, there are certain themes that kind of rise to the surface for me, certain topics that kind of capture my attention, and I love those topics, and so I'm always looking for those things. Kind of like going on a treasure hunt and you're looking for clues uh, on the journey. Well, that's what it's like for me in the Bible often. As I'm reading through the Bible, I'll find a clue for something that really fascinates me, and then I'll find another clue somewhere else and another clue somewhere else. I'm trying to put all these pieces together together, get a better understanding of what God is saying and doing in the Bible. The Trinity is something I love to study in the Bible. All throughout scripture, we see a picture of the relationship between God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit, something I continue to learn more about. And every time I learn something new, I'm going, wow, I don't get it, but it's amazing. It's amazing, a mysterious relationship that God invites all of us into. It's a fascinating study. I love seeing glimpses of the Trinity all throughout scripture. Here's another thing, another theme that has risen to the surface for me, and that is when the Bible talks about God's hand of favor being on someone. It's just a fascinating concept as I read through and see there are people in the Bible where it just seems like no matter what they do, uh, they have the Midas touch. No matter what they, they get involved in, it succeeds you know, kind of in a, in, a, in a spiritual sense. Everything they touch turns to gold. Uh, no matter what they're facing in life, and many of the people in, in the Bible that, that have that special favor from God, God's hand on them, they face some really difficult things in their lives. But because God's hand of favor was on them, some amazing thing ha- things happened because of, of that. One of the guys in the Bible that had God's special hand of favor on him was Ezra. And listen to what the Bible says about him. Ezra chapter seven, verse six. Ezra was a scribe who was well-versed in the law of Moses, which the Lord, the God of Israel, had given to the people of Israel. He came up to Jerusalem from Babylon and the king gave him everything he asked for because the gracious hand of the Lord, his God, was on him. Now, we're not getting into Ezra's story today, but verse 10 tells us why the gracious hand of God was on Ezra. Listen to verse 10. This was because Ezra had determined to study and obey the law of the Lord and to teach those decrees and regulations to the people of Israel. So the hand of God, God's special gracious hand of favor was on Ezra because he determined, I'm gonna read the Bible and I'm gonna apply it to my life. So what it says, I'm going to do. And in addition to that, because he determined, I'm gonna teach other people the same stuff. I'm gonna teach other people how to read the Bible and I'm gonna teach other people how to apply what the Bible says. I don't know about you, but I would love to have God's gracious hand of favor on my life. And I think it still happens today. I think God still chooses to place his hand on someone and says, my my gracious hand of favor is gonna be on your life. 
It's not, there's anything really special about that person. Often it's just the grace of God, but there's a piece of the puzzle. I think it comes when, when someone says, I'm determining, I'm gonna study the Bible. Whether I know anything about it, I'm gonna learn. I'm gonna apply what it says. When it says do this, I'm gonna do that. And then I'm gonna go teach other people how to do the same thing. And we're gonna pick up our next clip and then talk about that. So let's watch this together. All right, God has given each church leaders, teachers that help guide that church in becoming who God wants that church to become, us as a church as a whole, as well as us individually. And part of the reason that we need leaders and teachers in the church context is because of what the Bible warns, what Francis mentioned there. The Bible warns about false teachers. There are false teachers out there that teach with wrong motives, wrong doctrines, and they work their way into church positions with the purpose of causing division, something that God hates in the church. He hates when we're divided over little things. And God has placed elders, teachers, other church leaders to help protect churches from that happening. We have that here at Epic. We have an elder team that provides a role of that. They provide a role of protection to make sure that what we're teaching aligns with God's truth. These are men that study the Bible and, and they look through the scriptures on a regular basis to make sure that what we're teaching aligns with God's truth. You can play a part in protecting our church or any church you're a part of and yourself as well individually by studying the Bible, learning how to read the Bible. The more you learn how to read the Bible, the more you're able to discern. When someone stands up and speaks anywhere, you're driving down the road, listen to something on the radio, and someone comes along and says something about God's truth, or you have an interaction with someone anywhere in the community, you'll be able to begin to discern whether that is truth or not. And that's something that God wants for all of us. That's one of the reasons I encourage you to bring a Bible with you each week. Bring your Bible and take notes in your Bible, underline things, study, go home later and read it, reread it. Again, as we're looking through passages, read it all week long to make sure what we're teaching here aligns with God's truth. If you don't have a Bible of your own, I encourage you to take one of our paperback Bibles as our free gift to you. We have given away hundreds of these Bibles in a little over two and a half years, and we would love for everyone to have access to a Bible. If you've got a friend that needs a Bible, grab a few, grab a stack, walk out. No one's going to stop you, okay? You can have as many Bibles as you want, hand them out to people who might need them. Now, this might sound strange, but I don't want you to just trust what I say here on Sunday. I don't want you to just trust what Tim says on Sunday. I don't want you to just trust what any communicator that we allow to come up and stand in this, this space to teach says. You know, at my house, my kids don't even trust everything that comes out of my mouth. <laughs> they look to their mom, like, mom, has he like really got it going on? Or, you know, we got to find some other truth to, to discover. But when we're teaching something here on Sundays, I encourage you, open your Bibles, Open them up and look. Read the passage that we're reading and make sure that it aligns with what God says in his written word. Again, take notes, go home and study later. The book of Acts tells the story of two Bible teachers that were going around the known world and setting up churches in the early part of the church existence. So Paul and Silas were doing that. And in Acts 17, they came to a town called Berea. Listen to what Acts 17 says about the people of that town starting in verse 11. And the people of Berea were more open-minded than those in 
Thessalonica, and they listened eagerly to Paul's message. They searched the scriptures day after day to see if Paul and Silas were teaching the truth. So the Bereans, they listened to Paul and Silas's message, but then they grabbed their Bibles and they opened them up and they examined to, to see, are they teaching the truth? That's what I ask you to do here. Make sure we're teaching truth. Have your Bible. Learn what it means to study the Bible on a regular basis. Now we're going to close out with our last clip. So let's watch this together. So if you're a believer in Jesus, God wants you to teach others to follow in Jesus' footsteps. In Matthew 28, we get what is known as the Great Commission. This is our great mission in life that God's called all Christ followers to be a part of. In Matthew 28, 18, it says, Jesus came and told his disciples, I have been given all authority in heaven and on earth. Now watch what Jesus does with that authority that he's been given in verse 19. Therefore, go and make disciples of all the nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. So Jesus entrusts us with the authority that he's been given. If you're a Christ follower, God wants you to go into all the world. So that might mean in your, your world to go to work, to go to your community, to go to the, to the gym that maybe you work out, to go to the school that you hang out with, you hang out at on a regular basis. Go into all the world. Go on a mission trip and tell everyone everywhere about the love of Jesus that can transform them for all of eternity. Tell them about the God who died so they can live in a relationship with him for forever. That's what God wants all of us involved in. Verse 20 says, teach these new disciples to obey all the commands that I have given you. So we all have this responsibility to teach. Again, what Francis said, it's not just a pastor's job. That is a part of my job. It is a part of pastor's job. But God asks all of us to be engaged in this thing called teaching, to learn something from the Bible and to teach other people how to do that thing that we're learning. Now, as that video was ending, the Jesus character, you saw him pause a little bit and stop as his followers were walking on ahead, and he had this, this little smile on his face, knowing what was coming for them. They came up to the edge of a cliff, and they're looking around, not sure where to go, not sure what to do, and they look back for Jesus, and they see that he's not there in that moment. Well, sometimes in our lives, that happens. Sometimes we are on a journey and we walk up to the edge of a cliff and we're not sure where to go. We're not sure which direction to take. And if you're in a relationship with God, you'll turn to him for guidance. And in that moment, you'll look and it may feel like he's not there in that moment. Well, the last part of Matthew 28, 20, it tells us that God will never leave us. That God's always with us. But from a human perspective, there are moments in my life, and I know your life, where you just feel like, where are you? You know, I'm, I'm asking for guidance. I'm looking for it, and I don't feel like you're, you're speaking back. I'm not sure you're right here right now in this moment. Well, here's what we have to do in moments of silence from God. We have to trust that God is there. Scripture says it. Scripture says he will never leave us. We have to trust that he's there and that he's doing something for our good, even though we may not understand it in that moment. It's kind of like when my kids were little, 
Uh, before they could walk, Tammy and I would uh, carry them everywhere. And every Sunday, I watch new parents come in with their, their little ones. And you know they're carrying them in their, the car seat, or they're, they're holding them up because those little ones can't walk. And uh, you can always tell a new mom, because one of her arms is like Arnold Schwarzenegger. It's like huge. And I watched Tammy one time with, with, when our kids were little. Um, she had one of our kids in her arm, and she pulled a double stroller out of the back of the car. And I'm just like, wow, that was amazing. I got to like start her workout routine, but it involved kids and wiping up, you know, spit up and changing diapers. So I was like, ah, I think I'll hold off. <laughs> so when our kids started to learn to walk, uh, we would hold their hands and, you know, they'd walk like little drunken midgets staggering across the floor and we'd just hold their hands, you know, get them to the next safe little spot. And then there came a day when it was time. And we would set those little ones down and we'd walk across the room and they'd you know, have that look of like concern, like, why are you so far away? But a little bit of excitement, I'm headed towards you because I know you. And then they'd walk in that direction and fall down and, and scrape a knee or, or hit their head or something and cry and you know, be upset. And then they would stagger their way up and they would keep coming towards us. And I think that's what God does with us sometimes. You know, he holds us and as we're early on the journey and as we begin staggering like drunken little midgets, he's holding our hand, guiding us to the next little step. And then there comes a day where God goes, you know what, you've practiced this a little bit. You've watched me teach this a little bit. I'm going to set you down. And I'm going to step over here. And I'm going to watch you walk towards me. And so we do, we walk that direction, we fall down, we scrape our knees, we cry a little bit, you know, we like sit in defiance, you know, in our diapers, you know, cry. why aren't you coming to pick me up? Imagine if you would have always picked the kid up in their diaper that was crying. Imagine them as a full-grown adult sitting on your hip because they're like 21 and you know, like they can't walk, but you've been carrying them for a whole long time. God knows if we don't stand up and use the spiritual muscles that he's given us, if we don't apply what we're reading in the Bible to our lives, we'll never grow to be the people that God wants us to be. We'll never be strong enough to engage the battle that rages out there. So God knows, I'm going to put you down. And I, I know you're going to have a decision here to make, either to stand up, use those muscles, or stay sitting there. I want you to stand up. I want you to grab the Bible. I want you to use it as a guide in your journey as you're walking towards me and grow your spiritual muscles. That's something that God wants all of us to do. So no matter what obstacle you may face in life, God's there. He's not far away. He's there and he's calling you towards him. And he's got a smile on his face saying, you can do this if you'll tap into what I've written in my word for you. Now, next week, we're going to explore our next video that talks about the basics of prayer, an element that we all need to have on our journey as we're growing in our relationship with God. So I hope that you'll come back and join us for that. I'm going to close this out in a quick word of prayer, and then Sarah's going to come up and give us some announcements. So let's pray together. God, I thank you for, Lord, just the, the reminder this morning of the truth of your written word. Lord, that we can't get away from the Bible. It's our source of truth, for absolute truth. It's our guide for life. Lord, we need to find ourselves in it on a regular basis. We need to crave the nourishment that it provides like newborn babies that are looking for milk. They're hungry. Lord, I pray that you would stir a hunger in us for your written word. Lord, that we would become lifelong students of it. We would be like Ezra. We would determine to study, 
and determine to apply to our lives what the Bible says, and we would determine to teach other people how to do the same thing. Guide us in this, I pray. In Jesus' name, amen. Trent, thanks for that great message. What a great truth of getting into the Word and getting into the Bible and learning and then teaching that, what we learn to others. Look forward to the rest of the series. Well, good morning. Um, We have a few announcements for you this morning. First of all, if you are a regular attender here and call Epic your home and would like to give back to what God is doing here, there's a couple ways that you can do so. At the giving boxes here in this room and in the lobby, and then online at www.theepicchurch.com. And for those of you who give regularly to what God is doing here, thank you so much. We would not be the church we are without you, so thank you for your generosity. We hope you had a great 4th of July weekend. Our student ministry surge did. You probably saw the the float out front. Um, They did an awesome job on that. And they were in the 4th of July parade at Flagler. And um, as you can see from the pictures, just had a great time. They passed out fans um, promoting Epic and Surge, as well as lots of lots of candy, thanks to you guys. So thanks for giving so much. We did not run out of candy. So that was great. Um, And it was a really, really fun day for everybody. Men, if you signed up for the um, Joe Gibbs breakfast, that is this Tuesday at 6.30 in the morning at Indian Trails Middle School. So come on out to that. It'll be a great time to hear Joe's story um, of what God did in his life. If you are a leader, whether in the marketplace, in the home, um, in school environment, um, a ministry leader, we would love for you to come to the Leadership Summit. It's going to be August 9th and 10th in Jacksonville, and it's a great opportunity to be challenged and inspired and equipped by different um, leaders from all different sectors of life. And I've been a couple times, and I always come away just feeling like I have some fresh ideas, some fresh practical things to try, as well as just some fresh wind in my sails. So if, if you'd like to um, sign up, you can, so you can at the website, as well as there's some more details on there for you as well. And then today is a great day at Epic. We're going to have our baptism this afternoon um, to celebrate those who have put their faith in Christ and who want to declare that. So that's going to be at 5 o'clock this afternoon at 16th Street North in Flagler. So come on out and join us for that celebration. And then afterwards, we're going to have a great time just hanging out at the beach. So bring your beach stuff, bring dinner for you and your family, and we're just going to have a fun time hanging out. So it's going to be Epic at the beach after baptism. And if you would like to get baptized, if that's something that you have been thinking about um, and have put your faith in Christ and want to make that known, um, if you could see Tim, he'll be in the back corner, um, and you can talk with him about that and sign up to get baptized this afternoon. Well, before we go, Trent has one last announcement for us this morning.